And on the line at the, at the present time is David Ray, Director of Communications for FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. President Trump signs a proclamation to address deficiencies in the asylum process. Seems like common sense to me, uh, but sometimes I wonder whether common sense is even around any longer in, in any number of policies that we've deployed. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Hey, Newell. Good to be with you today. So tell us uh, uh, real quickly, uh, what does this accomplish, this uh, proclamation that he signed, that the president signed? Well, you know, just to be clear, there's only so much the president can do within his executive authority to kind of reel back, uh, reel in the abuse of political asylum that has really fed the catch-and-release program that I'm sure you all have been hearing about now for years and most of what has to happen is going to have to be done by Congress, but Congress keeps sitting on his hands, on its hands. So President Trump uh, signed an executive order that would, in essence, require people who are going to claim political asylum to enter the U.S. through a legal port of entry. In other words, what was happening uh, that was largely unreported is that. Uh, Illegal aliens were, who were trying to sneak into the country were using political asylum as a as kind of a fallback position. In other words, I'm going to sneak in, and if I get caught, then I'll ask for political asylum. They have to detain me for a few days, and if I have a kid with me, then they let me go into the country, and I'm scot-free because 90, 80 to 90 percent of these folks never show up for their hearing. So what this did is to negate anyone's claim for political asylum unless they come through a legal port of entry and at that when we can regulate it to that at least we have some control because they will stop accepting asylum claims uh at the ports of entry until uh some of the detention space is freed up so we'll actually have some control over people coming in and abusing the law until congress can actually make the changes that need to be made David, for the benefit of the listeners, when you come through the port of entry and they do grant you asylum, what are the immediate benefits to you uh, as one who is the recipient of that designation? Well, I mean, the immediate benefits are that you get to remain in the United States until your uh, case is heard. Now, the problem is that asylum abuse has been so rampant that we now have a backlog of about a million cases. So it's going to be three to four years until your case is heard. So what you, your immediate benefit is you have like three or four years in the United States with a work permit. Now what we do know for sure is that most of these folks will never show up for their hearings. And so they're basically admitted into the United States with what little we know about them. What's happening right now is that President Trump is trying to detain these folks but the problem is that people know that if you arrive with a child in tow, even if it's a kidnapped child and you claim that it's yours, that children can't be held for more than 20 days in detention. And that is what fuels the catch and release thing. So they're, they're you know, guaranteed entry into the United States. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to be detained for 20 days and then they're going to be released. And uh, we'll never hear from them again, probably, unless they commit a crime or are found uh, by ICE and deported. Uh, but it's kind of the, the why wait in line to come through the legal immigration process uh, when you can skirt the laws so easily 
uh, on fraudulent asylum and step your way to the front of the line. I mean, that that's an unfortunate mentality, but that's the way this is working. Uh, if you look at the caravan that's coming up right now, these folks have already been offered asylum in Mexico. So if they truly are fleeing political persecution, they've already they're in a country right now that has said you can stay here and they say no we're going to go on to the United States that should automatically disqualify them for any asylum claim in the US unfortunately that's not the way the law is written right now David we got to get to a break I want to talk about the ACLU's challenge to this uh, proclamation when we return can you stay with us David, the ACLU has filed a lawsuit uh, trying to stop the implementation of this proclamation. And uh, the Trump administration says that the president acted with clear legal authority uh, and that he is able to determine whether or not these things are done in in the national interest. And I'm kind of curious. It seems as though the detractors want a very narrow interpretation of uh, national interest, but a very broad interpretation of everything dealing with the asylum process. Right. So the ACLU came out this uh, weekend and filed a court injunction trying to to block uh, President Trump's executive order, just saying it was outside of his uh, uh, abilities as president to do. That's going to be something that will have to be fought out in the courts. What I find really interesting is that when President Obama in 2012 decided that he as president was going to enact an amnesty on behalf of two, uh, upwards to two million illegal aliens that we commonly call DACA, the DACA illegal aliens, the ACLU, uh, to the best of my knowledge, didn't come out and fight President Obama on that, saying that he had stepped outside of his executive powers. So it seems to uh, uh, have a little bit of a political bent to it. But clearly, the status quo is not good for asylum. It's not good for the intent of asylum. It's not good for the United States because we're being flooded by people with false asylum claims who are coming in here with zero vetting and zero background uh, run on them, and that it is uh, exploding uh, the uh, uh, workload for the Border Patrol uh, because they are finding themselves, you know, uh, transferring bogus asylees all around to various detention facilities. The president needs to do something, and uh, so this was uh, his, his attempt. One of the things that I find very interesting is the ACLU argues that Trump's uh, uh, proclamation violates a 1965 law that says any foreigner who arrives in the United States, whether or not at a designated port of arrival, may apply for asylum. It seems to me that what they were talking about was that if you're here on uh, an otherwise legal visa, if you right. want to decide to apply for asylum, you're not prevented from doing so. You don't have to leave the country and come back through the asylum right. process. It doesn't seem to me that they were contemplating if you entered the country illegally. Mm-hmm. Well, just to be clear, when you apply for asylum, that's the same thing as applying for refugee status. Right. You're saying that I am a person who has a credible fear of persecution at the hands of my government because of my race, ethnicity, political beliefs, etc. The difference between asylum and refugee status is that to apply for asylum, you're in the United States. For refugee status, you're outside of the United States. Right. So 
any of these folks could have applied for refugee status at the American consulate in their home countries. You don't have to come to our border to apply for refugee status. But what they try to do is to break into the country illegally and then apply for refu- uh, for asylum once they're in the United States there. I mean, what it has done is really to kind of allowed us allowed people to sidestep the legal immigration system and to abuse a law that when first written they thought probably 5000 people a year would apply for this what it's really in, what it was really intended for were were people who were in the United States and then something happens back home and they feel that because of uh, you know or, or a statement is made back home and because of their religion or their political beliefs that their life would legitimately be in danger if they returned home and you know obviously this does not apply to any of the folks who are going to be asking for political asylum coming up in the three caravans that are now streaming out of Central America which are by the way just the tip of the iceberg but uh, because you know they've already been offered a safe haven in a country where they're not quote persecuted if they really indeed are persecuted, that's Mexico, and they don't want to have anything to do with it. I really find very curious some of the position of the detractors, in, in one in particular, Senator Bob Menendez, who said that Trump's policy would create a bottleneck at the ports of entry, which would effectively shut the door on vulnerable individuals seeking asylum. I mean, well, is he the- really advocating that he wants people to come across illegally and circumvent the bottleneck Trump has no control over the bottleneck yeah what's the alternative you know these are people who regular who otherwise wouldn't be permitted into the United States they're not trying to come here as legal immigrants and our only way let's you know first of all we have to establish when they come to the to the port of entry their life is not in danger their danger was at home in Honduras or at home in Guatemala or at home in El Salvador. They've been in Mexico for a month. So for the last month, their life has not been in danger. So waiting to come into the United States in an orderly fashion to make their asylum claim, depending on the availability of our detention space, is just something that, you know, that that's going to be one of the rules of the game. It allows us to have some control over the process, although we can't stop people from asking for political asylum until Congress closes some of these loopholes. And uh, they tried twice under the Republican House this year, and on both attempts uh, went down in flames. And now with the Democrats in control, I don't think there's a, a great chance of that happening in the next two years. And the Mexican government officials have not indicated uh, that they are going to deport these individuals. Well, I mean, they haven't. You know, we called this an invasion, and, and some people cried foul about that. But if you look at the, the footage of the way they broke down the border gates and pushed their way into Mexico, lobbing, you know, rocks and Molotov cocktails at unarmed Mexican police officers and putting some of them in the hospital, I think you can make the argument that this is an invasion. We certainly didn't invite them here, and we've asked them a number of times to turn around and go home. Mexico has said, don't enter the country, we don't want you. They broke their gates down and charged in, and then Mexico offered them asylum. They said, no thanks, we're going to the United States. I mean, like I said, the fact that they've already been offered a safe haven by a country that speaks their their native language and is right next door and closer to their families 
should tell you that this is not really legitimate political asylees. These are people who don't want to wait in line for a green card and are going to bust their way into the United States and act, you know, play, play, the, play the part of victim because it's going to guarantee their admission. Well, I'm sure now this is going to make its way through the courts, much like almost every other decision that's made by President Trump as it relates yep. to uh, immigration issues. Uh, what do you think the final outcome is going to be? Well, I mean, I can only be hopeful at this point. I hope that the, the court recognizes um, because of their, uh, you know, there is a national interest uh, aspect of this. And the, the president, you know, just like he did in the refugee ban, had a right to ban the entry of people without green cards and without approved visas from certain nations. Uh, you know, that they're going to recognize that he has a right to control this to some degree. I suppose the president, using the the previous uh, finding from the Supreme Court, and knowing that there are um, convicted felons and gang members amongst this, the, the caravan goers right now, and certainly people who've already been deported from the United States, that he could... Uh, issue an executive order stopping entry of all people from those countries uh, until further notice. I, I don't think they wanted to go to that point, but that is something the administration might be considering if this uh, executive order gets knocked down. All righty, David Ray, thank you so much for that summation. We truly appreciate it. Great being with you, Newell. Federation for American Immigration Reform. Thanks so much.